Welcome to the Go Reboot Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Fee, and together we're embarking on a journey of impact, mission, and innovation to help you reclaim your power and shift from surviving to thriving. Hi, podcast listeners. It's Lisa Fee here. I wanted to do a special episode today to give some comments on the online safety testimony for the technology industry that happened in Congress on January 31st of 2024. For those of you that haven't had a chance to meet me in person, you may not know that my background uh, in corporate America was leading an AI for group at Intel Corporation uh, before I retired and did my own AI startup as focused in on making kids safer online and in real life, and ultimately working as the VP of Partnerships for Bark, which is a large online safety monitoring app for parents. So of course, I was riveted by some of the testimony uh, that I had a chance to observe. And some of it was surprising to me. Most of it wasn't. We were talking about these possibilities, like the deep fakes you're seeing with Taylor Swift back in 2015, when they were happening to regular people and not celebrities. That didn't have the amount of pull to get the attention on how destructive this really can be for people's lives. So as a parent myself, and as somebody that understands the technology, I wanted to share a little bit of the remedy with everyone. Now that we all have a little bit more awareness of the stakes that it is to be a parent in the digital age that we live in today, and having these humans that have never known anything but being online almost all the time. It can be really tricky. We're the first ones developing the guidebook for that. And so I wanted to take a chance to read a portion of my own book, Go Reboot Your Life, Reboot Your Career in 90 Days. Excuse me. I should probably learn my own book title. But I had a whole chapter dedicated to working parents and how they can be more effective in supporting their digital native teens and tweens when they can't be with them constantly like all of us that are trying to navigate this new world of hybrid work. And I wanted to read an excerpt of this for everyone because it includes my top five tips for how to be safer online for your children that I use in my own family. And I know that it was really, really hard for me to navigate all these rules. And I had access to every expert on the planet. I'm the one that gets hired by big companies like Microsoft and Meta to help them figure out what, how to deal with all this stuff. So I want to bring some of that really powerful information to as many people as possible, because my focus is really being in the trauma prevention business. I no longer want to be in the trauma cleanup business. And I think we all had a moment where we caught our breath when Mark Zuckerberg turned around to apologize to the parents whose children aren't here anymore based on things that happened online. And so I wanted to give you some resources from the bottom of my heart as a parent myself to say, this is what I, I do at home to feel responsible as a gatekeeper for technology and my children's life. And I have a tween and I have an almost teen. I'm living this real time with all of you. And so I wanted to share uh, these tips and tricks with you. Number one, remind your child when you provide them with their first iPad, phone, what have you, that it is your device, not theirs. And you're letting them use your device. It's important that they understand that you have the authority to remove that device from them 
at discretion because it's yours. And the second thing I would say about that is because they're using something of yours, I highly recommend writing up a contract with your child with specific expectations of how they will be responsible digital citizens online when using your device. Because at the end of the day, they're minors and you're responsible for their behavior. And so I think it's important for them to understand what the rules are the road are. And every family is different. So for me, I found a lot of value in one that I downloaded from Bark Technologies. They have a website and I was able to just Google it and say, parenting contract, Bark, and it gave me a template that I could fill out. And I found that really helpful. And that's what I use with my children. And we've had that enforced for a couple of years now. And I haven't had to have many conversations because I can just point right back to the contract that's posted right on the wall when they ask me to do things they know they can't do or when they want to, uh, they don't understand why they can't do what some of their friends are doing. And it's a really great resource. Number two, I think it's really important to remind children that social media is not a diary. They shouldn't expect any messaging apps or even apps like Pinterest um, to be private. And so it's really, really critical that they recognize that, you know, once it's online, it's out there. Even if you don't release it, it can be hacked, other things like that. So especially in those target areas where you can have lifelong consequences, like taking explicit images of yourself, if you are somebody under the age of 18, you've now participated in a crime of creating child sexual abuse material. You don't, you don't have the authority to cons consent to make that. And then if you share it, now you've distributed it. So we're getting into felonies. We're getting into lifelong consequences. We're getting into sex offender registries. I spent all of 2017 traveling around the country interviewing pediatricians, church leaders, teens themselves, parents, and getting a lay of this land. Just be aware, sexting is the new first base. This is completely common behavior, and I think most children don't understand how heavy the stakes are if something gets out, and it almost always does, unfortunately. Third, I remind my children that I am not putting these boundaries in place because I'm concerned about them making bad decisions online. I'm concerned that I've provided access to every human on the planet that can afford a cell phone to contact my children directly. And so I am not worried about them making bad choices. I'm worried about other people making bad choices that could affect their lives. That's my responsibility as their parent. Fourth, and I think you might find this one surprising because I probably sound pretty conservative so far. And that is, I will always be here to support you no matter what you encounter online. In order for them to believe me, I make a commitment up front. I am not going to panic and take your device away. And the reason for that is, in almost all of the opportunities that I've had to review social media messages of problem behavior like bullying, human trafficking, drug use, alcohol, I mean, the gamut of things that parents have to be aware of in their children's lives, it's very uncommon that parents always know what's going on. And so I want to make sure that I have removed any barriers from my child that if they're being groomed by somebody online that's a predator that they have no barriers where they're fearful of they're going to lose something that's really important to them if they ask for help. And unfortunately, the world we live in is complicated, and it's going to be really critical that your kids know that they can always come to a trusted person in their lives, a trusted adult, 
And so I try to be that safe harbor in the storm. I remind them they can't sh- they can't tell me anything I haven't heard before. They're not going to make me aware of something I I can't handle. And that adults never come to children for help for a legitimate problem. They come to other adults. And so if they got tricked or something happened, it's I'm not going to punish. And, you know, I also remember have the opportunity to go back to that contract. So if there's something that happened that's problematic, like somebody is grooming them and sending them inappropriate pictures and they don't know what to do and they feel really ashamed and embarrassed and the last thing they want to talk about with anybody is that, they have the opportunity to remember that I didn't violate my technology contract because I can look at that on the, on the refrigerator. And so I'm not going to get in trouble. My mom's not going to take away my phone and I can get the guidance that I need. And hopefully the parents can get involved if something is criminal in nature um, and support the child in the analog world, not in the digital world. We need to have those real moments as families and these give opportunities for us to all connect and, and keep those conversations going. And then last but not least is I teach my kids emergency technology drills. Now, if you're of a certain age like I am, you might remember some of these drills in school for things like tornadoes, earthquakes. Unfortunately, our kids probably have more of them for active shooters these days. But in any case, it's always important when an emergency comes up to have a practice plan so that you can be effective and have the least amount of damage possible out of that. I think it's really strange that we practice for these one-off events that will likely never happen in our children's lives, but we don't practice for the one thing that I almost 100% guarantee will happen in your child's upbringing, and that is somebody doing something inappropriate and sending it to them online. Again, referencing the congressional testimony on 31st of January 2024, we learned that in the last seven days, a whistleblower had had shown a significant portion of 13 to 15-year-old girls have received unwanted explicit images. Uh, it was in the 30 percentile range there for that one, 20 percent uh, range for the people that were propositioned online before the age of 15. Really? And the number of kids that were affected by self-harm content, I, I just... My tender heart can't even talk about it at this point, to be honest. So it's really, really important that they know what to do when somebody violates this boundary for them. And that is we talk about stop, walk and talk. Stop what you're doing. When you feel something doesn't feel right in your stomach, you get feel that lightheaded, that yucky feeling in your body like, ooh, something's not right here. And you just stop what you're doing at your computer, your phone, your device, whatever. And you get to walk away from it. And I need you to find a trusted adult that you can speak to to get support because secrets can only live in the dark and they certainly do not get any bigger that with light. Light is what helps us to make those problems get smaller and smaller and be manageable. And so I really encourage you again to remember that responsibility is a gatekeeper of your child's online life. It's a heavy responsibility for us to bear. And frankly, we weren't raised with this having any examples because our parents didn't have to do it. So I hope that this special episode on my area of expertise helps you to start navigating this new normal we're all living through. And I also want to make reference if you wanted to get uh, more details on this and the next level, you can buy my book, Go Reboot Your Career in 90 Days at all the places that books are sold, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Walmart, what have you. And 
Thank you. Please subscribe to our brand new podcast so other people can discover us and rate and review us so that hopefully all those AI algorithms work in our favor and we get valuable content out to working parents that are just doing their best to keep ahead above water. So thank you for joining me on my first solo episode of the Go Reboot Your Life podcast. And this is an example of some of the really actionable, useful, timely tips that you can take away from following our journey. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Go Reboot Your Life podcast. For more information and important links from today's show, or if you have ideas or great suggestions, contact information and links are in the show notes.